Hello ladies and gentlemen, uh, Lexicon here, and um, well this isn't ne technically the ringside report, but I, I did want to hop on here real quick and kind of give my thoughts on, on Final Battle and, and uh, let you in on what you can be, uh, what, what you can expect going forward from the ringside report. Now, again, we left TWR Network, and we left TWR Network because the schedules that we have just won't allow us to do a regular weekly show like we were doing every Friday night on TWRnetwork.com. But we, we still want to continue on with Ringside Report. It's just for the next three, four months, it's going to be whenever we can do it, we can do it. And I know I've explained that before, but I just kind of want to hammer that home. I, we're not leaving. We're not going away. We're not dissolving. Uh, we're not branching off to other shows. What's happening here is basically we're trying to get our lives, our personal lives, in order so that we can do this on a regular basis. And we felt that, you know, it just wasn't going to be fair uh, for everyone involved with the schedule that we have now. In fact, I've been trying to line up um, an episode with Lee, and it's either I'm busy because I just moved into my new house, so I'm busy moving stuff or unpacking boxes and, you know, tons of stuff to do on my end. He's got his own deal brewing on his end, and um, it, it just hasn't worked out so far. But I, I do want to let you guys know that we're not going anywhere. We plan to do uh, at least bi-weekly when everything gets sorted out. At least I'm hoping so. But, uh... What I wanted to say as far as the next episode, when it will be, I don't know. We we thought it might be tonight, but things just didn't work out tonight. And tonight is Sunday, December 30th. And um, instead, I'm, I'm going to hop on here and, and do this real quick. Uh, we will discuss all the stuff that's going on in Ring of Honor. The Top Prospects Tournament making a, a comeback, which I'm really excited about because I loved it on HDNet. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about, um, you know, rumors of who's coming to ROH, who's leaving, uh, all, all the injury updates we can. We'll be talking about all that when we return. But for now, let's talk about Final Battle. Now, Final Battle is, uh, it was December 16th, which was a Sunday, which is weird. But I was moving that week, and I, I, I had to switch my internet. And um, so I said, okay, well... We'll end the internet service at the apartment, which is my old place, on the 13th. And, uh... <clears throat> yeah, go to the castle. So I said, okay, we'll end um, internet on the 13th at the apartment. We'll switch it over to the house on the 13th, and we'll be set up. This was with AT&T. So AT&T comes out, and they say, oh, well, you know, there's this conduit underground that has to go across the street, and we can't go across there because it's blocked with cement and we have to fix it and this and that. So they bring someone out to fix it, which is next the week after that. So four days later, someone comes out and fixes it. And then I, I call them back and I say, okay, it's fixed. Can you guys come out? Hook this all up. And uh, AT&T says, yeah, we can get someone out on the 31st. Mind you, I, I haven't been without internet for you know, two, three days in the last five years. And now they're telling me you're going to have to wait two weeks for it. And uh, also, they're telling me I'm going to have to pay for that two weeks as well. So I looked into another uh, service, charter internet service, 
and uh, I went from 6 download speed to 30 download speed. So I'm working on a faster internet now. Um, hopefully that will improve show quality, the sound quality, and the connection that we have uh, on Skype when we do the show. So uh, hopefully that, that works out for the best. But I do have internet now, and um, it's working fine so far. So hopefully we can get those shows going quickly. So final battle. I obviously couldn't watch it until I got internet. So I watched the first half the day I got internet, which was Christmas Eve, actually. So I watched the first half and uh, hit intermission. I said, okay, I'm going to save it because i got to go do family stuff. And I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, I certainly did. It was a good Christmas. Uh, great gifts, great company. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for what, you know, the family I have and... And uh, even, you know, the stuff that I got was really cool, so <laughs> you can't turn that down. But I, I, I didn't get to watch the second half of Final Battle until I think it was yesterday that I watched the second half. And um, overall, my thoughts on Final Battle 2012 were kind of, I, I guess, semi-disappointed. I was, I was actually expecting a little more from Final Battle and Ring of Honor. Uh, the card looking coming into they looked great, and um, none of the matches disappointed. Uh, not, not not that I remember, but overall the overall feeling of it was just kind of like another pay per view. Whereas past final battles really really felt like they were on a different level. Um, so you know it was what it was, but. Let's go match by match now. And I know a lot of people were upset with Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin opening Final Battle. I don't mind it. Um, I, I, this was probably like the second match that I was looking forward to the most. Maybe the third match. Um, and, and honestly, it deserved to be in a higher spot. But once you saw the ending of this match, you realize, okay, that, that makes sense that it went on first. You know, it, it it involved Truth Martini. It was a you know, it wasn't a clean win for Roderick Strong. You know, Roderick Strong was put over kinda, and we I think we all agree that Michael Elgin should be making his way up. Although you know, Roddy got a lot of cheers, and I I think Roddy is a guy that still has a lot in the tank, and, and you could do a lot with. But um, I don't know what direction they want to go with him right now. It it just seemed like a, a a way to break apart the House of Truth for good. And I hope it is broken apart for good. I hope Truth finds somebody else and, and uh, continues on with the House of Truth because I love Truth Martini. He's a great manager, a great talker. But as far as the House of Truth and these guys, they should be done. And I, and Elgin versus Roger Strong is going to happen again somewhere down the line. And it should because this match wasn't the best that they can do. I know that much. And uh, I, I, I don't know if it goes to street fight levels, like when Roderick uh, fought Eric Stevens back in the day, and they had that crazy uh, fight without honor. But uh, it's got to go somewhere from here, and I don't see Elgin moving forward until he can beat Roderick Strong. Uh, Jay Lethal defeated Rhino. And uh, Lethal's coming out, and he's doing his whole gimmick about, uh, you know, I was screwed by Ring of Honor, uh, disrespected, my family was disrespected, I want a shot at Kevin Steen, I want to fight the champion tonight no matter what. Um, it was, this was a pretty good match and everything like that, but it, the match was secondary to what happened before and after. And um, 
scum. Basically, Carino was on the mic. And, and by the way, that's uh, that's another thing. The announced team. They were supposed to have a, a new color guy going. Um, didn't know who it was. Supposed to be a mystery guy. And then we see, uh, I think his name is Chris Seltzer. Uh, he was back on. He was on TV and everything. Uh, Caleb Seltzer. Sorry. Caleb Seltzer. He was on the... And by the way, I like Caleb. I like Caleb. I, I don't know if I like Caleb and Kevin together, but I definitely like Caleb, and I think they could work him in somehow. He definitely knows his stuff, and uh, except for one thing. and I, I got one gripe with him on this pay-per-view. He was calling... Um, he was calling a... He was calling a guillotine headlock a dragon sleeper. And that really, 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 really bugged me. But anyway, um, Carino uh, was joining in on commentary. And, uh, you know, Carino's great on, on commentary, but he kept taking jabs at Caleb and this and that. He kind of, you know, he was doing his job of getting scum over as the annoying people. But, um, you know, scum jumps in the ring and they hold... Jay Lethal up and Rhino just gores the hell out of, of Jay Lethal, and this all sets up something that happens later on in the night. So we'll come back to this and uh, and talk about Lethal some more. Artie Evans defeated Prince Nana. This was actually a better match than I expected. I know that both of these guys are trained professional wrestlers, but I haven't seen Prince Nana wrestle in forever, and uh, Artie Evans, you know, he's. He is what he is, you know. He's not a bad wrestler, but he's also kind of uh, more involved with the theatrics, and and uh, I think he's a great manager. When you get these two in the ring together, though, they do put on a pretty entertaining match. And uh, you know, I wasn't mad at this match at all. We saw a return for Ernie Osiris, and um, you know, QT Marshall came down to the ring with Artie Evans. And uh, we even saw uh, Tommaso Ciampa cameo. He came out of the crowd, and he was going after uh, Evans and QT. And, um, you know, that was a cool moment. That was well done. And, uh, you know, Ciampa's going to be a big thing in the professional wrestling business. And this, this injury was a major setback. Major setback. But he's on schedule to return quicker than expected so I, I really look forward to, um, to seeing him again because he was really stuck in a rut when he left with Jay Lethal and doing that thing over and over again uh, okay uh, let's see wrestling's greatest tag team defeated BJ Whitmer and Rhett Titus uh, good 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 match good street fight and probably my favorite wrestling's greatest tag team match they've had in ROH uh, outside of that uh, Four Corners tag team match they had um, a year or so ago. This match right here was great. They brought in the Christmas trees, the candy canes, the ornaments. It was festive. It was fun. It was brutal. And that final bump that B.J. Whitmer took through the table where he couldn't get himself flipped over and went head first head first into that table it was sick it was scary thankfully he's okay but I want to address something that I've heard a lot from people on Twitter it's the whole notion of 
that's an unnecessary bump. It was a stupid bump. This and that and this and that. Okay, saying something's a stupid bump, okay, I guess I can kind of give it to you, but unnecessary? Everything they do in that ring is unnecessary. Literally, they could just taunt for five minutes straight, do a finger poke of death, and the match could be over. And and that's it. Because people say, oh, all people pay for is the... Uh, you know, the the charisma and the characters and this and that. I think that's bullshit. But if that's your notion you're going with, every single bump taken is unnecessary. Who's to say one isn't unnecessary over the other? It's semantics. It's bullshit. Yeah, he got hurt off this. But there's other bumps that happened in the night that people didn't get hurt, but they could have. And if they got hurt, then we'd hear the same thing. You know, it's just the fact that something actually happened and people saying, oh, in retrospect, that's a stupid bump. Well, in retrospect, you can you can say everything. You know, hindsight, it's 2020. But, you know, all in all, I'm glad he's okay. Uh, I really like BJ Whitmer, and I'm glad they brought him back. And um, I'm not, I wasn't too high, if you remember, BJ Whitmer and Rhett Titus as a tag team. Wasn't too high on them, but, you know, that's mainly for Rhett Titus. But they both did well in this... Um, situation in, in this setting. Alright, Mike Bennett defeated Jerry Lynn. And this is Jerry Lynn's last match in Ring of Honor ever. Former ROH World Champion in 2009. Um, the match was what it was, and I hate to say that because it's so vague, and anybody can say it was what it was, but honestly, it was it was a good match. You know, they, they got their spots in. Sucks that Lynn had to lose, but it makes sense. You know, you don't want to put over a guy who's leaving. But it it made sense. Everything was pretty much on point. The 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 main thing <clears throat> and this really sank my heart when I saw this was Jerry Lynn coming out in the Under Armour blue uh shirt. And uh you see some of these guys that so many of these guys that they shouldn't be wrestling at their age, but they come out and they wrestle with a shirt on. And, you know, that's just that's just sad to see. But, uh, you know, Jerry's still great. He's still, you know, he's still a good good wrestler. But, you know, overall that kind of saddened it for me. But everything, my spirits were brought back up at the end of the match when they presented Jerry Lynn with a Lifetime Achievement Award from Ring of Honor and, uh, you know, the stories that were swapped back and forth between him and Nigel were great. It was a good moment. It uh, it wasn't forced at all, and I think that's what made it special. Now, after this match, Jay Lethal comes out to address Nigel McGinnis because he says, I've been hunting you down in the back. You've been dodging and ducking me. I can't get a hold of you. Well, now, now you have to listen to me. I want the world champion tonight. I'm going to fight him. Regardless, Ring of Honor's disrespecting me and my family. What do you expect me to do? Are you expect me to just, uh, you know, stand off to the side and take it? No, that's not going to happen. So, um, Nigel said, you know, I can't do anything. Kevin Steen put it as a stipulation that he does not have to fight you ever again. And that's the way it is until he loses the world championship. So the best I can do is if El Generico wins, you're first in line to get a title shot. Well, that wasn't good enough for Nigel. Nigel said, ROH spit on me and my family. So, 
what I'm going to do is spit on you. And he actually spit on Nigel McGuinness, and then Nigel lost it, and uh, we almost had a, a brawl break out there, but um, Nigel was restrained by security. The crowd wanted to see Nigel go at, at, at Lethal, and this is an interesting way that they're taking Jay Lethal's character, kind of from the guy who, okay, let's start from the beginning. He's the guy that came from TNA, who wasn't used right, and, uh, you know, now he comes to ROH where he can wrestle again. And he goes, you know, I still remember he first showed up, you know, Big Pop, you know, Macho Man was, you know, that that was going on. And he, he hit the elbow drop and and that was that was great. Now fast forward to where he's getting stale. He's he's overstayed his welcome a bit. He's kind of gotten to the same habits over and over again. And people are tired of seeing it. So now what do you do with him? Do you... Do you turn him heel? Do you keep him face, but give him those, you know, that that thing to fight for? The killer instinct, if you will. Um, You know, I don't know where they go from here with Jay Lethal. Obviously, he's not going to stop until he gets a world title shot. And obviously, he's going to get one soon. You know, I don't know know if I'm saying, comfortable with saying that Jay Lethal is a Ring of Honor world champion. Not that he doesn't have the talent. Not that he doesn't have charisma. But um, and, you know, just it just doesn't feel right right now. And I don't know if a because I always say a build for a world title is always more important than the reign because it's it's the build that people pay to see. You look at the ratings in the Monday Night Wars and the Attitude Era when Stone Cold Steve Austin was gunning for the world championship. They rise, they climb that mountain. Then when he actually won it, they leveled off. Or even went down a bit, and you know they had to keep going, find it interesting, and that they actually did a really good job of with his reign of keeping him as the underdog, you know, because the the odds were always stacked against him. Kevin Steen, you look at it the same way. Even my colleague Lee says, "Well, I'm not digging this reign so far, and this and that," and you know, I can't say that I am necessarily either. You know, I don't think it's been a bad rain, but it certainly hasn't lived up to the hype. But the hype was so great, and the hype, that's what sold. You know, that's what got people in, was the thought of Kevin Steen uh, taking that championship. And even though he took the championship, finally, you know, it's just... People would rather see him uh, be the underdog. You know, the guy that... Uh, sorry there. The guy that, that can't win the championship. Because he's not the status quo. He's not built. You know, he can't do certain moves and this and that. So, uh, as far as lethal, though, they're going to have to sell me on that a bit more. So, Mike Mondo came out and uh, kind of addressed the crowd and said, Hey, you know, I, I'm hurt, but, you know, a year's worth of rehabilitation has now turned into five weeks, and I'm going to be back real soon. And,. You know, the crowd didn't really respond too much to Mondo. I think it would have been better if he would have played up the fact that he was from New York. And, you know, well, well, you know, I I was going to be out for a year. I got five weeks now because I'm New York tough and this and that. You know, that's cheap. But you kind of have to go for cheap right now because this New York crowd is a whole different sector of fans than the ones that are watching on TV or, or the Internet. Now, some of those guys that go there, they might they might watch on the internet and they might keep up with TV and this and that. For the most part, though, 
they're people that have been going to ROA shows for a long time, and they go for the live experience, not necessarily because of the stories that are built up, but for the matches that they book. Essentially, every time you go to New York, it, you have to book a supercard to sell it. And I think the selling point for this was Steen versus Generico in Ladder War, because you knew it was going to be nuts. I don't think many of the other matches really sold anybody in the door. Maybe the American Wolf's reunion? I don't know. But uh, back to Mondo. Uh, Bobby Fish and, and Kyle O'Reilly come out, and they start talking trash on Mike Mondo. And and uh, Kyle, I believe it was, swept the leg of Mondo, and he's down. And uh, you know, out comes Davey for the save. And, and uh, sooner or later, there comes Eddie. Because... Basically, Fish was saying, oh, I overheard in the back, he's not going to be coming tonight, Davey, or Eddie's not going to be coming, he's, he's, the Wolves reunion is not happening, it's a handicap match, this and that, so, Eddie comes out, surprise, Wolves are back, and fantastic match, a little all over the place, but that's normally a tag team match in Ring of Honor, um, but the crowd loved it, crowd absolutely loved the Wolves, and, and they were digging the fact that they're back together, uh, they love the match, and I would probably say this could rival uh, the main event for match of the night. You know, it, it, certainly the the main event was was something else based on the 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 shock value of everything. Um, you know, I don't know if I'd put that ladder match over the 2000 final battle 2010 match between Steen and Generico, but. Uh, it it was something else to see, that's for sure. Um, but the the Wolves defeated O'Reilly and Fish, and I know Lee and I had this conversation. And I said the Wolves have to win this. You know, it's not that I uh, that I'm opposed to O'Reilly and Fish as a tag team or them progressing as a tag team, but the Wolves have to win. It, they're the American Wolves, and Fish and O'Reilly have been together for a few weeks to a month or something like that. You just don't have that tag team beat the Wolves, who have been together for years, and, you know, they're they're a special tag team, for sure. So, uh, moving on, though, and this is a, this is a match that angered a lot of people, and uh, certainly shocked me a bit. Matt Hardy defeated the ROH television champion, Adam Cole. And, uh, he didn't do it cleanly, thank God, but this match was a lot better than I figured it would be. There was a spot where, or, or a sequence where Hardy kept going after the side effect, or going for the side effect. He hit five in a row, I think, on Adam Cole, and Cole kept kicking out. I don't think it really had the effect they wanted it to, <clears throat> but it certainly is, is a, a sequence that stuck stuck out in my mind, but... The way Matt Hardy won, and this is this is good heel, you know this is good heat. He took the uh, he took the ref's shirt, kind of pulled it over his head like you know like a hockey fight, and kind of pushed him off to the side. And while the ref was struggling with his shirt, Hardy kicked Cole in the testicles. He kicked the man in the testicles. And then he got the uh, small package, uh, no pun intended, for the win. And, um, yeah, Matt Hardy is continuing on in ROH. He's got uh, a date for Milwaukee. He's going to be at the TV tapings, which are in about a week. And, uh, you know, love him or hate him, Matt Hardy is sticking around for at least a little while. 
in Ring of Honor. I don't know if it's going to go very far or if he's going to become a regular roster, roster member. One thing that I'm really interested in seeing, though, is how how people react to Matt Hardy being on the card is in, in terms of are they going to come pay to see Matt Hardy? You know, is Milwaukee going to be a larger gate this time because Matt Hardy is there? Or, you know, I don't know if we'll ever be able to tell that, but uh, I think the gate will be larger this time around anyway because they had a great show last time out. You know, they're coming back, and they seem to be on a roll. People seem to be digging this new direction, quote-unquote, that they're going in. So we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But uh, ROH World Tag Team titles were on the line as uh, Scum defended, defended against Briscoes and Coleman and Alexander. Uh, Briscoes won the titles, which, again, was a shock. Eight-time ROH Tag Team Champions. I think a lot of people were mad at the fact that the Briscoes won, mainly because they've held it for so long, and they didn't need to hold it at this moment. When The way they're going, though, I, I, I kind of beg to differ, because if you're doing this whole Honor Lives angle, where, you know... You're trying to get things back in order. You're trying to get things back to the way they were. It makes sense to put the titles on you know, the most tenured tag team in Ring of Honor history. And certainly the most decorated tag team in Ring of Honor history as well. It just makes sense to put it on them. Now, I would have loved to have seen CNC get the, the title win. I believe in that tag team. Um, it's not their time, I guess. So, you know, that sucks for them, but at the same time, this is uh, an odd situation that Ring of Honor is in right now. So, either you keep the titles on Scum, or you put it on the guys who have been there the longest. CNC will get their day, though. I have a, I, I believe they will win the championship sooner or later. I don't, I don't know if the Briscoes were meant to be a transitional tag team, but they could very well drop those titles at the, the TV tapings. Uh, coming up in a week here. So look out for that, because CNC has a title shot now against the Briscoes. And finally, the ROH World Tag Team Championship is on the line when Kevin Steen, or was on the line, I should say, when Kevin Steen defeated El Generico in Ladder War 4. I, this was... It took a little while to get into... And then you guys started. Then you started seeing these suplexes on the ladders, and uh, you know, all in all, it wasn't. It was good. It wasn't spectacular, though. It's not one of those matches that I'm gonna say, oh. When I look at my top five in Ring of Honor, that's that's it, that's up there. It, it wasn't, but it was. Um, it did what it was meant to do, and I, you know, for that, I have to commend it. Kevin Steen retains the title. You know, a lot of people, including myself, and, and even Lee, were like, okay, well, Lethal says he's going to fight the world champion no matter what. So we were thinking El Generico wins the title. You know, he comes back down with the title. Here comes Jay Lethal. Fights, cashes in his uh, his survival of the fittest shot, and then wins the title. Because we knew they, they weren't going to give it to Generico without a contract. Now, we didn't know if Generico had signed a contract or not, but more, more than likely he didn't. So, you know, Kevin Steen keeping, keeping the championship, while it's not going to light the world on fire or anything like that, it's certainly going to 
build the prestige of the ROH world title a bit more. And now you go now you look to who who's in line next. Who gets the next shot? You know, who who's that guy that can really make a run at the title? Is it Elgin? Is it Roddy again? We know that Davey and Eddie are both in tag division now. Do you take someone out of the tag division like Jay Briscoe? I know Lee has been talking about Jay Briscoe want wanting him to be a, a world champion sooner than later. Uh, do you go with Adam Cole? You know, there's a lot of options to go with. And um, I expect to see some transitional guys until probably around best in the world. That's my guess. Not It's not that ROH will only switch the title at best in the world. It's just, you know, that's that. T- typically that's what you build up to. So we'll have to wait and see with that, I guess. But there was a crazy bump in that match where they had two ladders standing in the ring and they wedged a, a broken ladder, which was in two pieces. They wedged one part of the ladder. It actually might have been two ladders, but they wedged one of the ladders um, in, in between the two standing ladders to make kind of like a, you know, like a table, I guess. And then they wedged another one up above that. So you've got two standing ladders with two uh, flat ladders wedged in between, and um, it was a kind of a scary moment up there when they were kind of trying to keep their balance, and the crowd's chanting, please don't die, please don't die. By the way, crowd was pretty good. Uh, I guess it was capacity crowd in Hammerstein, but uh, basically patch, package pile driver performed on, on these ladders, uh, great looking spot, and uh, they really put it all out there for that and I, I I I heard that El Generico did get hurt from this match. I don't know if it was from this match, but I it, it certainly didn't help. But he got hurt and he couldn't make the um the PWG show uh DDT four. So <sighs> final battle overall, you know it did have its moments. It did have those moments of okay this is going to lead to something else. It, it did show us something, but for some reason it was just like, huh. And maybe it was because I, I watched it on delay a week and a half or two weeks after. That could be part of the problem too. But overall it was just really in the middle for me, I guess. I wouldn't say it was a bad pay-per-view. In fact, I'd recommend you ordering it now. Cause, and by the way, uh, Ring of Honor went with a new uh, streaming company for this and the stream looked fantastic uh, this was of course I saw it on replay so I don't know how it looked during but the replay looked fantastic you know they still need to work on the camera shots but they were able to get instant replays up without any audio issues they were able to put the the, uh, the little promo vids up before each match without any problems really and so you're starting to see the evolution of Ring of Honor. You're starting to see him get it down. And that's really exciting for everyone that's that's been watching since day one, uh, this Sinclair product. And uh, we can only hope it'll get better from here. It was only a matter of time. It can only get better from here. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I, I, if it got worse, they'd probably be uh, going out of business. So, But uh, that's it for Final Battle. Wow, I haven't done this in a while. I can tell because my voice is starting to go already. But uh, I want to thank you guys for you know listening to this short little review of Final Battle. 
I know it wasn't too in depth or whatever. You know, it's kind of it's kind of weird not having my partner here, Lee, to to help me out and uh, go through this. But we will get together soon, and we will have the next episode of Ringside Report out for you guys to listen to and download and all that good stuff. And in the meantime, we you can always go to our Facebook page. Just search the Ringside Report on Facebook. And uh, you'll find us in there. Ask to be added to the group, and I'll add you in. It's a closed group, but it's also a very, um, you know, it's a, it's a very fun group to be a part of. So check that out. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, at Ringside Podcast. Um, you'll get uh, updates about when we're going live, kind of our thoughts on, on different things. And, um, you know, Lee and I will both be tweeting from that, from that profile. So check that out. Again, that's at ringside podcast check us out on itunes of course the ringside report and uh we have a youtube as well that's uh ringside report twr and if you need to get a hold of us email us at ringside report twr at gmail.com yes we are no longer a part of the twr network we are on our own we are independent solo and that's just the way it feels best to me, at least. I can't speak for Lee. I'm not speaking for Lee. I'm speaking for me. It, it feels good to be independent, kind of do things on your own terms, and uh, all that good stuff. So I want to thank, again, everyone for listening to this. And uh, stay tuned. Check the Facebook and the Twitter to see when we're going to be uh, recording next. Um, or just wait in iTunes. It'll show up eventually. So uh, for myself, in my brand new house here in Red Bluff, California, good night, folks.